Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Kallenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, Part Two, they examine motives, our tendencies to judge others, and the dangers that lie ahead for God's people so all can have prepared hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. Welcome to Freedom to Choose. And we are on The Temple of the Mind, Part 2. And this is program number 27. And we're going to title this one, Seek Ye First the Kingdom of God. And our reference, our, our scripture reference is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Um, and before we get going, Susan, uh, would you open the word uh, the the word with a program of prayer. Would you open the program with a word of prayer, please? Absolutely. Our loving Father in heaven, we are grateful that we have the opportunity to explore and to seek more about your kingdom. We just pray now that you will send your spirit to us and to everyone listening, that um, through this process we grow closer to you and that our characters are sealed for heaven. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Susan, you've been sending some boxes out lately, I, haven't you? It's been a little bit busy, and it's been a good thing. So we um, provide several items. You can go onto our website and order our workbooks, our prayer journal, um, and we've gotten several orders internationally. So we just sent some boxes to Canada, to Taiwan, and to Central Africa. Okay, and and just as I am, ministries pays for everything. We pay for everything yeah. because um, and and people call and they ask for the materials. And you know, Rich and I, a long time ago when we began this ministry, we were given um, the gift of life through the message that was given mm-hmm. to us about God and and everything. And so we just we decided that we would um, try to do the very best we could with this ministry to reach as many people as we can um, and providing resources for free. Providing resources for free. Yeah. So and so and shipping. The, and, and shipping, yes. yes. And, you know, and, and so it does cost a little bit to ship to some of those places. It does. But yeah. it's really rewarding that we are getting uh, the God God's message of recovery into some very remote places and some places where people really need well, this. And what's wonderful is that um, the location in Central Africa was going to a um, health university. Yeah, that's so right. So it, it's it, hopefully, um, I think God's plan is to teach groups of people so that we can take that message and spread it out to other groups of people. And there's nothing better than the healing arts mm-hmm. and God's line of work, because when you look at his life, basically that's what he did. He went around and he healed people mm-hmm. and showed the character, God's true character through that um, um, 
you know, bringing people back to health, that recreation. That so. connection, and there's that definite connection between healing the mind and healing the body. It's all one package. Because, right, because the thing is, is that not all of us are going to have a healed body. No. In this world. No. And But God God will fully heal our mind as as best as he can given with our cooperation with our cooperation given the circumstances we've been through you know a lot of us have a lot of scars a lot right. of us have uh, a lot of us who've who've done uh, drugs for a number of years have dopamine problems right you know right. and and we have uh, uh, serotonin problems and there's problems and that we've created but god is in the business of restoration and when you um, when you follow his health principles those brain chemicals can be restored. Um, you, you know, the body's a magnificent, magnificent machine. Right. And when you follow those principles, both uh, spiritually and, and physically, uh, the body can be restored. And then we have the other side of the coin where people can have structural or chemical damage that, that can't be healed through medicine or through lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, people that suffer from Alzheimer's or schizophrenia or yeah. whether it's from our own actions or, or not from our actions. You know, yeah. sometimes there are issues that happen. Yeah, we live on a dangerous planet. And uh, so, you know, and the doctors, they know what they're doing. And uh, and so thank God for them and, and thank God for research and thank God for medications and thank God for um, – Natural remedies. There's just a whole. It, there's no one brush that you paint this with. And thank, thank God that He is the God who He is. That in case those things don't work and some of us are handicapped, whether it be physically or mentally or whatever, that God understands and His desire is to get us into heaven. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us. Yeah, that that every, all are saved. Yep. That no one should perish. So I have to say, before you get into this, okay, right? I, yeah, it, got... it hit right in the bullseye, of whatever is in my brain or in my heart. So, mm, oh, yeah. seek ye first the kingdom yes. of God. Well, you know, um, I, I just, you know, when we start this program, Susan will testify. I just, I get ideas. I start j- jotting stuff down, and. I usually don't do that too far in advance. I usually do it like right when the music's playing in the beginning of the program or whatever. And I wrote down a a couple of things. I wrote down born again and priorities change because seek ye first the kingdom of God. Number one, something has to happen to a human being in order for them to seek the kingdom of God. There's a a switch has got to get flipped, you know, or like Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. In other right. words, there's got to be that that born again experience that happens with the the Holy Spirit, and you know when it happens. You make a 180 degree turn, but the rest of your brain and body doesn't all the time, and and, and we it's have lagging those, behind. <laughs> we have those old anxieties and those frets mm-hmm. and those worries that that God has to kind of chase out incrementally, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why we confess, repent, confess. It's a process. It's san- called sanctification. Right. But but the the initial set, the initial born again. Some call it justification. I simply call it being set right. Mm-hmm. And then sanctification is being kept right. Mm -hmm. So God sets us right. I don't know what he does, but it is a born-again experience. It's a rebirth, and we head in a new direction, 
and then God begins. Then the work starts. Then, then our our human nature likes to, re- like Paul says, right? That yeah. old man keeps coming back to knock at the door yep. of our brain and our heart to say, "Hey, what about this? Yeah, yeah. Did you think about this? Are you, are, you know, what about that? What if this happens? Or yeah, that happens? and the anxiety start right. and all that stuff. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Is uh is the the anxiety sometime in our priorities and how even though we're 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 set right, our worries and woes kind of cloud our Christianity. They kind of come in and smother our Christianity. And then you wake up one day and you go, "Why am I worried about all of this stuff?" Right. right. You know what? Why we know the end from the beginning, and I get so wrapped up in the minutia of everyday life that boom, another day went by, and all I did was worry. All I did was hucker down like a mule in a hailstorm right. and take it. <laughs> you know what? And life is not like that. Should not be like so that. So what does was, a mule do when he? You ever when see a mule in a hailstorm? <laughs> yes. They just hucker down and take it. But did you also know that a bison, a buffalo, will face the storm? And run into it so the storm is shorter. Really? At last, yes. And so that, and I, I thought about that. That that's the only animal that does that. You saw our see our donkeys when the storm <laughs> they hucker down. Yeah, yeah. They you know they turn their rear ends to the wind. Right. And they put their head down and they and just, just take wait it. Wait for it to pass. They'd wait for it yep. to pass. So we can we can arm ourselves with the armor of God and be like a herd of. Now another thing is a bison will not do that by himself. Okay. They will do that in a herd. Uh huh. And we are a family, right? Right. And so if we are united in in, and I don't mean, um, I I don't mean uniformity. I mean true unity. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between uniformity and unity. Uniformity, yeah, the bison all look the same, but unity is they have the same purpose, right? See, and so w- w- sometimes I think um, as, and I'm sure it's been throughout humanity you can uh, be drawn to the uniformity to make sure that you're checking all the check boxes yeah. and you're doing everything right so that you can belong within that group because you don't want to be ostracized from that group right. because that's hard to be out on your own out of the out of the herd right right and, and but um Unity is different than uniformity. Right, exactly. Yeah. God, God is not calling us to be uniform. He's, no. He's, he's calling he's, us to be individuals, but with the same purpose. Exactly. Right. And that purpose is manifested totally different in every different person. It's to love God and to love fellow man as you it, it, as you do yourself. It, it, with your whole heart. Exactly. And everybody does that in a different way right. with their whole heart. Depending upon what their circumstances are and mm-hmm. their environment and what God's calling is on their exactly. life. Exactly. It love manifests itself in so many different ways. Right. And that's why God is the only one that reads the heart. We are very bad at doing that. Right. Because we want every we want uniformity and mm-hmm. God wants unity. Right. And it's totally different. Right. You know, and, and it, well is what's the verse about um your heart is deceitfully wicked? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah seventeen nine, you know, that's the heart is is uh desperately sick. Right. Desperately sick. Who can sick. know it? Yeah, who yeah. can know it? Yeah. Um so let's get into this Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God, because the people at the time of, of Jesus were probably listening to him and, and waiting for some announcement of how he was going to deal with the Romans and how he was going to help Israel rule their part of the world. And while Jesus was trying to reveal to them the treasures of heaven, 
the most important thing in their minds were how would a connection with Jesus help me in this world? And you know that's very dangerous. I, I think. Well, I think. And, but I think sometimes that's the beginning relationship. Well, what can you do for me, yeah, Jesus? Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, and remember, we don't use Jesus; He uses us. Right. And so that's the human nature: is we want God as a vending machine, if you will, or someone we call on to do our biddings. Right. It doesn't work that way. And as you mature in Christianity and in recovery. And you mature, you find out that God, ha- if we do it's, what God wants and not what we want, looks, we grow. Couldn't, and it can look completely different from what our expectations exactly. are. Exactly. Yes. Well, Jesus showed the people of the day that in making the things of, of this world their supreme anxiety, they were just like the heathen nations around them, living like there was no God taking care of them. Jesus said, all these things do the nations of the world seek after. Your heavenly Father knoweth what you need in all of these things. You know, and and we think about, you know, because we do, this is a recovery, addiction recovery program, but we use the Bible so much because nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Human nature has not changed. Mm-hmm. Since Adam ran from God, we've been running from him ever since. Since Adam, quote unquote, narked on Eve, mm-hmm. we've been narking on our neighbors ever since. This This is just what we do. And so Jesus is trying to to shift us with the godlike thinking away from the anxieties of this world and what is truly meaningful and it's those little things you do for other people that are truly meaningful. Right. And so I think the thing is also what he's trying to do is to stop putting confidence in ourselves and put our confidence in God. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you um aren't sure of what you do but instead of relying on our own power to make sure that things are the way they are, you ha- we have to rely and put our confidence in God instead of self. Otherwise, we're going to be anxious and doomed, and we're going to be totally consumed by things of this world and not things that God would have us to be dwelling on. Well, isn't it nice when you're anxious about something, but it doesn't quite go your way, and you say, okay, it didn't go my way. <laughs> I don't know when it you don't know how, happen, You don't know what that <laughs> feeling's like, huh? Um, it didn't go my way. Oh well. No, I'm very. I'm, I'm I I pretty much am, am a pretty calm person when it okay, comes to Okay, water things. can roll right off your back then. <laughs> Unless it's ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Luke twelve thirty, as well. So, um. Let's, well, and and see, this is the most beautiful thing is Jesus says he he says I've come to the kingdom I I've come to open to you the kingdom of love of righteousness and peace. Open your hearts to receive this kingdom and make it its service your highest interest. Though though it's a spiritual kingdom, fear not that your needs for this life will be will not be cared for. If you give yourself in God's service, he who has all power in heaven and earth will provide for your needs. And it's just like you were pointing out. It may be not what we expect or what we want, but our needs are always cared for. I, I This just came to my mind, so I'll probably get it wrong. But was it Jairus' daughter that Jesus raised? Yes. And at, right after that, what did he say to the disciples? He said, Get her something to eat. The little girl's hungry. Right. 
this is this, that's so powerful because it's those little things mm-hmm. that Jesus noticed. You know, woman, where are your accusers? Right. Um, the woman at Samar- the Samaritan woman at the well was wanting to know where to worship this and that, and Jesus says, "I want to talk to you about you." Or when he came to Paul. When he came Paul, to Paul, what's going on? Paul, yeah, it's hard to go against your conscience, right. isn't it, Paul? Why when are you doing it? When he spoke to Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. Where do you want to meet, Nicodemus? Right. Oh, you want to meet at night, undercover? Okay, I'll meet you there. Yeah, yeah, Just exactly. those little things of mm-hmm. caring for people and, 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 and meeting their needs, and just, just little needs. Need, Nicodemus needed to meet at night. Mm-hmm. And that woman at the well needed to be talked to about her past and how, how bad it hurt to to be rejected from the society from the community because she'd have she'd had five other men in her life right and she needed to get that aired out it was a simple conversation right but then you then you look at Paul Paul kind of needed a nudge off of his horse mm-hmm. right to be able to get his attention to say Paul you know what's going on oh I love that metaphor because it, when you think about it, Everybody in each one of those situations, Nicodemus, when Jesus said, you got to be born again, he got knocked off his horse. Absolutely. The woman at the well got knocked off her horse. The the, the poor uh, um, um, adulterous woman in the temple, in the court, was waiting for rocks to hit her. She was and knocked she, off her she horse. She was knocked off her horse. Right. I mean, and all it was in each instance was a simple conversation by somebody who cared. Right. Right. That's all it was. Right. It was not nothing. F- I mean, Paul getting knocked off his horse. Yeah, God revealed Himself a little bit because He absolutely had to. But in every instance, it was a simple conversation about someone who cared about so much about people. And you, so you know what that to me tells me is that that's what God's kingdom is like. It's the little things to be able to say. You know what? This is the wrong direction. But this is the right direction, and I'm going to help you walk in mm-hmm. it. You know, and so he, he wasn't there to condemn them. He was there no. to um, rise, uplift them exactly to uplift them and to get them on the right path. Yeah. And so we have a um, a friend that struggles mm-hmm. with um, you know maybe some dr- uh, depression, and so you know we we told him you know the main thing to remember to know whether it's from God or not, God. Um, desires you to be uplifted out of the darkness, mm-hmm. whereas Satan wants to knock you down. I guess sometimes Satan would try to uplift you in some way, but God is always desiring us to be better off. Well, Satan will stroke your pride. True. You know, yes. But 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 God, God wants to nothing more than. And, and there's an old saying: the tr- the truth will. Uh, the truth will set you free, but it'll it'll almost kill you first, you right. know. Yes. Um, and God want, God is very. Good. I know with with myself. I don't know about with you, but with me, God was very very cautious about revealing truth to me, so it didn't mm-hmm. overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. God's really good at doing that. Right. Uh, with Paul, he kind of had to overwhelm him. I think everybody in each one of those instances was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, Nicodemus was overwhelmed. He knew he was meeting the Savior. Right. He knew it was not cool to do it, and he had to do it at night, or else he was going to be kicked out of the herd, if you will. Right. Right? And and the and the woman at the well, she knew she was meeting the Savior when, when he when he talked to her and about her past life. Everybody knew. And you don't think that that is, in whatever way, shape, 
it happens, when God does that, that is mind blowing. So when, you're sp- right. when God so is I'm, so, speaking to you, right? So I'm thinking, you know, how does he? How is he capable of? you know, doing it all for every single person at just the right time and doing just the right thing to continually to draw your heart to him. You know, so it'll be interesting when we get to heaven, you know, and we could say, God, how did you hold it all together? Because it is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And all we have to do is keep our eyes on him and we will see how kind he is. Look at that woman waiting for rocks to hit her. Right. And he says, where are your accusers? He ran them off without even pulling their covers. And, and so, and I think that also illustrates what side of the street do we want to be on? Do we want to be on the one that is trying to help someone up out of the ditch? Or are we the ones that are ready to sto- throw the stones yep. at somebody? Yeah. And um, I think that's a decision we have to make daily. Yeah, because there are verbal stones that yes. we can throw. And, and 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 sorry and sad to say, when you're in the habit of throwing verbal stones, you make your brain a verbal stone throwing, throwing brain. brain. Right. It's just the way things are. And uh, a cold, critical spirit is not Christ-like. Right. It is not, you know, a, but someone that loves someone enough to die for them, that's a whole nother ball game because that's not a cold, critical spirit. That is someone that can't stand to watch someone else kill themselves. Right. And it's a whole different ballgame. And in recovery, it's very, very important that we understand that everybody, and and I don't care whether it's addiction recovery or just recovery from sin, Mm -hmm. which, you know, basically is the same thing in in my book, because Mm -hmm. it's sin boils down to selfishness. Right. And we're self-centered, and so recovery from self-centeredness in whatever way, shape, or form that, that takes Recovery from self selfishness is a is a, a thing that only God can do, but He can only I don't want to say He can only do it through other peop, kind people, but that's the main way He chose to do it. Mm-hmm. You look at a 12, 12 step program, right? And you have a sponsor, and you have people going. I mean, it, it it simply it goes from the Father to the Son to the Holy Spirit to the angels to the people on this planet. To help other people, right? So one of the one of the sayings is, um, you know, you can only keep it by giving it away, mm-hmm. and it's through the therapeutic value of one addict helping another addict to get clean. So, <clears throat> could we say it's a therapeutic value of one sinner to help another sinner exactly. to recover from selfishness? Exactly, right? Because you can, you know, if someone is really struggling with whatever aspect of life that they're struggling with. When they can talk to another person that's struggling in the same or has overcome or mm-hmm. is partially overcome, because there are stages of overcoming things, right? You know, you um, and and people that have uh, that have found a way can share that way, and most of the time, kindness, gentleness, and those fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. are going to are going to pr- produce those. And and that's why we feel that this program is so important because the temple of our mind is where we allow our thoughts and our character to be formed and to be molded. And God desires that that temple be molded for good in this world. Yeah. And there is, and, and, and there is a great web of humanity mm-hmm. and character is the great harvest of life. Right. And if the web of humanity is thinking in in unity that the fruits of the Spirit, gentleness, kindness, meekness, 
uh, forgiveness, all those fruits of the Spirit are the main thing on the table and not the things of this world. Jesus said, seek ye first those things of the kingdom of God, which would be those fruits of the Spirit. Right. Um, and, and, and his kindness wins us to repentance, and our kindness to others will win them Be- to repentance. Because behi- by beholding, we become changed. Yep. So yep. even what we behold can have an effect on someone else in our life. Yes. So, uh, you know, we have to r- wrap it up. But as we close, I want you to think of what kind of a God would get down on his knees and tell an adulterous woman that he doesn't condemn her. Right. Neither do just go be a better girl. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of a God would take a chance on a Paul who was dragging women and children out of their homes, take a chance on him? and say, you know what, I want you to take the gospel to the world. Right. That's the kind of God we serve. It's not about Solomon's, it's not about David's, it's about a God who can change them. Mm-hmm. Give us a call, 916-645-1297, and we can send out resources to you. Uh, if we can't get to the phone, please leave a message. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle, the other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for listening to the Temple of the Mind, Part 2 on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Power.